we're now uh, in a what is now my last preaching series here at New Beginnings. It's going to be three weeks on this series, and this series is, is going to be called Teachings. So this is called Teachings. And I'm going to actually take some time just over the next three weeks to um, explore some of the teachings that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 5. Today I want to actually explore with you um, some famous teachings that Jesus did in the very first part of Matthew chapter 5. You may have actually heard of this, this before. It's, it's called, called the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. And pe- people, you know, it depends whether you actually understand Latin or not, as whether you actually understand what Beatitudes mean. It means blessed. So it's the blessings. So today we're going to be talking about how Jesus was teaching about the blessings. But before we get into the, to the Bible, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. How many people here today, just, just give me a little rough estimate, how many people here today have heard of Instagram? How many people today actually have an Instagram account? There's a few people. How many people have at least some social media um, point, you know, on their phone, you know, on the computer, whatever, they do Facebook, they do Instagram, they might do um, Twitter, you know, all of those kind of things. There's, there's something that happens with Instagram. I'm just going to focus on Instagram for a moment. There's, there's a thing called a hashtag. How many people know what a hashtag is? There's a couple of people. How many people have used a hashtag? I, I know I have. There we go. I'll put, I'll put my hand up. Hashtag. Let me just give you, for those that don't know what hashtags are, they're a way of, of making the picture that you are posting on Instagram. Instagram is all about photos. Photos that you want to share with people that follow you. And it's a way of grouping all of those photos together, telling them that it's about a particular subject. There's this, there's this one hashtag that, that is, you know, it has 145 million different photos that have this hashtag on it. And it's hashtag blessed. Has anybody ever heard the term hashtag blessed? Ever, ever seen it? I've seen it numerous times. People, people use hashtag blessed to showcase their life at how their life has been blessed. Blessed with great friends, blessed with family, blessed with a new car, blessed with a holiday, blessed with a wonderful smashed avocado on toast for breakfast, nail polish, good-looking body, new dress, whatever it may be, hashtag blessed. You know, I'm so blessed because I've got great friends. Post a photo. I'm so blessed because I can afford this new car. Post a photo. I'm so blessed about how good I have it. I want everybody else to know about it. You know, for all the good intentions about hashtag blessed, about trying to broadcast um, the good things that have happened within your life on social media, let me just say it is really the way it is used is a brag. Humble brag, more or less. It shows the underlying motives pretty much of our heart and a way the society views what we have and our life and what we should be trying to achieve. It's a, it's a skewed image of reality, really. 
I want to say this. You don't find too many posts on social media that says, my life is falling apart, I'm a mess and I have nothing, hashtag blessed. You don't see that. But in the passage that I'm about to read to you from, from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, it flips this on its head, our understanding of what it means to be blessed. So we're going to put it up on the screen. It's Matthew 5, um, verses 1 through to 12. But what I want to do, just to give you a little bit of framework and a little bit of setting of, of what, what it is really about, here Jesus is teaching people, and I just want to give you the framework. It comes from uh, Matthew chapter 4 just beforehand. Jesus travelled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in synagogues and in announcing the good news about the kingdom. That is announcing about Christ, about God's love for the world. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick and, and, and whatever their sickness or disease or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralysed, he healed them. Large crowds followed him wherever he went, people from Galilee, the ten towns of Jerusalem, from all over Judea, from east of the Jordan River. They came to listen to the teachings and the healings of Jesus. And this is where we find Jesus coming. And this is where it comes in. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through to 12. And it says, One day, as he saw the crowd that was following him, as he saw the crowd gathering, Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered round him and he began to teach them. God blesses those... Notice this, it's about blessings. God blesses those who are poor and realise their need for him. Hang on, hang on. That was not God blesses me because I've got everything I need. God blesses those who are poor and realise their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who are hungry and thirsty for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for the great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So we've got this teaching that Jesus is doing to the crowd and he's changing it. He's teaching about God's blessing. He's changing the understanding. You know, if we were to read that in, in our cultural frame text, a framework of hashtag blessed, we'd be going, that's wrong. How could those people who are mourning, who are unwell, who are poor, all of those kind of things, how could they be blessed? What, what does it mean? So that's our cultural framework. We often think that people are blessed because they've got good health. We often think people are blessed because they've got money, they've got possessions, they've got food. You know, we often think it that way, but that's not what Jesus was saying. That's not, 
the change that Jesus was doing. That's from our cultural framework. But if we go into the cultural framework of the time of the crowds that were coming to Jesus to listen to him teach about the kingdom of heaven, about God's plan for the world, they also had similar understandings of what it meant to be blessed. See, back in the time, it wasn't about whether you had the latest car. It was more about whether you had more sheep and more goats um, than your neighbour. You were much more blessed if you had more livestock. You were much more blessed if you had children as not having children. You were much more blessed if you had gold and wealth and a vineyard or an olive grove. If you were healthy, you were blessed. Have a look at just the understanding of the way that the disciples and the crowds were thinking when if we have a look in John chapter 9, verse 2, the disciples asked this question of Jesus about, you know, about a blind man who was sitting beside the road there and they go, who sinned, the man or, or his family, that he ended up blind, thinking that, that there was no blessing placed upon him that somehow his affliction meant that he was not blessed. Somehow his affliction was meaning that God's providence wasn't in their life. This is their thinking that when bad things happen, they think that God has gone away, not there, been absent, that they are no longer receiving God's blessing. Jesus challenges this to those people who are coming and gets them to think differently. See, going even further, Jesus teaches about prayer. And he draws the contrast between a man that stands up and says, look how good I am in all of the right robes and everything that I have, and I'm so glad that I'm not like that poor sinner over there. I've done all the right things. I've followed all the right ways. God, listen to my prayer. It's, it's as though they're thinking that blessing comes because of what you have, the actions you have, the things that you do. Whereas Jesus commanded the person that saw his own sinfulness and prayed with an earnest heart. Jesus keeps on challenging us to think differently. Jesus never said this, blessed are you when you get everything that you want. Jesus never said, blessed are you if you have a simple and easy life. Jesus never said this, blessed are you if you're popular on social media and you've got a following. Jesus actually said this, blessed are you if you're poor in spirit, if you're mourning, if you're meek, if you're pursuing righteousness, if you are seeking merciful righteousness and mercy, if you're pure in heart, if you're making peace, and if you are suffering because of your righteousness, because of your belief in Jesus Christ, because of your belief in God, you are blessed. God blesses you. This is so countercultural to our worldly definition of what blessing is, but it was also countercultural back in that time of what blessing is. Perhaps the issue that we have with all of this is that we are constantly bombarded with the idea from our culture saying, you're blessed because you've got something. You're blessed because 
life is going well. You're blessed because it's good. That is not what blessing is. Jesus is actually saying to these people and to each and every one of us, and I want to say this to each and every one of us and those people who are are joining us online as well, it doesn't matter the situation that you are in, whether you are mourning, whether you are finding it difficult, whether you've got an illness, whatever may be front, God's blessing has not been removed from you because of that. Jesus is challenging us to look differently. Our situations in our life do not dictate God's blessing upon us. But let me say this, if you're mourning, you don't feel like you're blessed. If you're suffering for your righteousness, you don't feel like you're blessed. If you're unwell, you don't feel like you're blessed. This is the challenge for us. Jesus is teaching us to look beyond our current situation, and look at what God is doing in your life on a much bigger, grander scale than just this moment. Look in your life and if there's moments that you have not done the right thing, where you have failed, you have not met the standard that even you've placed on your life, let alone the standard that God has placed on our life, then repent just as the person who is praying that said, woe is me, the one that Jesus upheld and said, that is the example. See, God blesses you even in the tough times, even in the hard times. God brings blessing upon you. God does give good things as well. Don't don't let me say that if you've... If you've got money, if you've got wealth, if you've got a car, you've got these things that somehow that this is not what God's blessing is upon your life. God does give good blessings. And we should give thanks and praise for those things, for those blessings that God has given us. But the truest blessing is not found in the things that make us happy, the things that we buy, that we sell, that we have. Rather, the real blessing is what makes us more like Jesus each and every day. And that is my prayer for you today, that you may know that you are blessed. No matter the situation that you find yourself in, whether it's good or bad, that you know that you are blessed and that if you follow God or follow Christ all your life, there will be blessings upon blessings upon you. Let's just pray. Gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks that you challenge our perceptions. You challenge us in the way that we think. That if life is hard, that does not mean that you have left us. God, help us to see your hand upon our life, even in these tough times and even in these hard times. That your blessing for those who are poor and realise the need that they have for you. May as Jesus said, may the kingdom of heaven be theirs. Lord, we pray for all those who are mourning, who are finding it tough at this moment, 
because of the loss of a loved one, family member, a spouse, child, grandparent, friend. Lord, may your blessing of comfort be upon them today. Lord, we pray for us that we may be humble, that we may not just be a people of bragging, that we might be, not be a people of boasting, that we may humble ourselves and place you as our Lord and Saviour. Because we know when we place you, Lord, as ruler of our life, then you draw us close into your family and we inherit the world. God, bless us as we hunger and thirst for justice, not just for food, for justice, where we see the things are going wrong in this world, where we see that your will is not being done. Lord, may we be satisfied with your blessings upon those who seek justice in this world. Lord, we pray for all those people who are merciful, who show mercy within their life, who show love and compassion and care for those who are least around us. God, we ask that you be with us as we continue to seek your heart in our life, as we continue to seek your peace within our life, as we continue to seek your will for our life, even though we may be persecuted because of our belief. Lord, help us to realise you are always with us. And Lord, as we continue on in our prayer, as we continue to pray for those people that we know, we pray specifically for those people who are, who are unwell, that need your love, your care, your support, your healing hands upon them. Lord, we pray for Jeff at this moment with his his diagnosis of cancer. Lord, we pray your healing hand upon him. Lord, we pray for Karen as she continues to, to get stronger from her cancer. And Lord, we pray that she has the strength to care and love and look after Jeff through his time. Lord, we pray for John, Johnny. We pray for healing upon his hand that he's damaged and hurt. We pray for the doctors that will do surgery on that. Guide them and lead them. Lord, we pray for all those people who are struggling with health, with mental health, feelings of worth. Lord, may you give them wholeness, healing and purpose in their lives. Oh Lord, we pray this. We pray this in your name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.